Hey everyone, this is Willie for On The Verge Podcast. I was recently interviewed for Forward Focus Podcast with John Rice. This is a leadership podcast to help you achieve your personal and professional goals. In this episode, we talk about what drives me forward as an entrepreneur, philanthropist, and a family man. Take a listen and I hope you like it. Welcome to Forward Focus. In each episode, we're helping you take one step toward becoming a more effective, well-rounded leader. I'm your host, John Reich, and in today's episode, I'm interviewing Willie Davis, an entrepreneur, a philanthropist, and somebody that is crystal clear on the core values that he aspires to follow and how those manifest in his businesses and in his relationships with others. I'm so excited for you to check out this conversation and how it can apply to you as you're making tough decisions to grow yourself or your business. So without further ado, check this out. Mr. Willie Davis, how are we doing? I'm doing great. How are you today? I'm good. Thank you so much for being in studio today. I'm pumped uh, to catch up with you and uh, yeah. chat a little bit about your life, your story, and um, some lessons that absolutely come with that. You're one of the most eclectic um, <laughs> individuals I've met and have, uh, what was it, four years ago we met. About four, yeah. And uh, you've stood out since just as somebody that I think is a, a great entrepreneur, you're a philanthropist, um, you're somebody that is, um, I mean, pun intended, forward focused <laughs> yeah. on on living a big life. And I think that's really cool. Yes, no, I appreciate it. I'm excited to be here too and um, in your new studio as well. <laughs> yeah, you're right. You're the first interview. So you've, uh, you've helped us crack that open. I appreciate it. So yes. let's get right into it. Okay. Tell me a little bit about... Um, Who's Willie Davis? Just give us like, I don't know, the, the 90 second overview of how we're sitting here today. Yes, um, Willie Davis, um, he is a real estate entrepreneur, an agent here in Metro Detroit. Um, he is a new fiance uh, to an amazing woman. Thank you, thank yep. you to my fiance, Anna. Um, but also he's a family man and he is the type of person, um, you know, I guess I'll stop talking in <laughs> third person. But okay. I'm the type of person who um, I'm goal oriented and I my my goals and my purpose was revealed to me um, a few years ago. And once it was and that's helping people and once it was revealed to me, I've made it my purpose to walk into that and press into that. So a lot of the things that I've done and that we'll probably talk about today, yeah, um, kind of all funnels. Uh, through that we're absolutely going to get to that point because i think yes. that was a, a crossroad in your life and it's something that looking back is clearer than day but when you were mm -hmm. actually there at that moment yes. you had a lot of decisions to make right I so yes. we're going to definitely build to that so you're yes. you're somebody that is involved in your podcast let's hit on that yes. first what, what's absolutely. on the verge all about yeah so my podcast on the verge um i do it with my really good friend tammy mcqueen uh she's based out of atlanta and this came this idea came to me at the end of 2019 we both had we both had pretty rough years in business and some personal life things and i remember in december i was driving and i called her and i said tammy i said i think we should do a podcast and i said we have a story to tell we've been having these conversations all through the year so i said i know there's somebody out there that is going through the same thing and I want somebody else out there to know that they're not alone. 
One of my biggest philosophies is once you learn the lesson, you have a responsibility to teach it to someone else. So whether that's entrepreneurship, personal life, relationships, goals, anything, and whatever it may be. So so when I told her about it, she was she was thrilled. And I find it therapeutic just talking about things. Yeah, for you know? sure. Um, and we launched it um, March 2020 and during the pandemic. And it was one of those things, too, where I was like, we're at home doing nothing. Like, just let's do it. We kind of planned it out and we just started having discussions about our early days in entrepreneurship. Mm-hmm. You know, we both started May 2017 and it's been a roller coaster since. And on the verge and how I came up with this title, it's for people who are on the verge of getting into entrepreneurship or maybe those first few years where you're kind of debating if you want to get back out of it. Because, right. you know, it's not for everybody. Yeah. Um, so we're kind of focusing on those, you know, five, six years before and after you you make that jump. And um, and actually a Gary Vee book, um, <laughs> you know, crushing it. I was driving to um, I was driving to Florida from Atlanta back in February and listening to his book, his audio book. It it made me I said on the verge. I said, that's that's the title, you know, so. So I'm, you know, we're very happy about the uh, podcast, and also, you know, we've been able to talk about some other um, current events too. Yeah. You know, over the summer, um, when we, you know, a lot of the racial unjust, you know, unrest that was going on around the country. So her and I, we we did a couple episodes about that, yeah. and I'm fortunate and grateful that I myself, as a black man, was able to have a platform that I've created myself to be able to tell my story, my perspective. So. So that was some things that we had discussed as well. I think that's really powerful. And I actually caught a couple of those episodes. And what I appreciated about those specifically last summer um, Mm -hmm. was twofold. Number one is you opened up the dialogue and conversation. Um, I think sometimes as a white male, Mm -hmm. um, I don't always know where to begin. Yes. I don't know where the line is or or where I'm allowed to talk or not in my Mm -hmm. own head. Right. This is something that, that I've built. And so you had some very specific dialogue and conversation in those episodes around it's okay to have the conversation. It's okay to come from curiosity. Yes. But you also had that line of don't make, you didn't, you didn't preach this, but essentially not making blanket statements, right? Yes, absolutely. Getting to know people for who they are and their Mm -hmm. story. And that the the theme, I guess, is that we all have a lens that we view the world. Yes. And that lens is truth until you have somebody else's reality wake your truth up. Mm-hmm. That's Absolutely. essentially what I took from it. I don't know if that's a good synopsis, yeah, but... No, and I, I think that's that's true. And when we released the episodes, um, after the fact, I had a couple of friends that I've known since middle school, elementary school, that reached out to me and said, wow, like almost as if, and I, and I said this to my sister, I said, having those conversations felt like I was telling people for the first time that I'm black. Because and and because race is never you know I've 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 grown up in a pretty and di- diverse area you know so race was never real always the you know the the driving force if you will mm-hmm. I'm as a black man I'm always aware of it but you know of course yeah. but uh, you know me being able to tell my story in a um in a, in a in a way where I it was just just a stream of conscious yeah you know and actually a little fun fact that was never supposed to be the podcast episode oh the really very first question tammy asked me my co-host she says how are you feeling that was just our pre-recording yeah, you're chat. Warming up. Yeah. and um 
and it, and it just it just went from there. And I said, okay, well, that's the episode. Um, but I did. I had some friends after the fact um, reach out to me and was able to understand for the first time that we've been friends. Um, my perspective on that, and um, and I think that made our friendships better. But it also made them more comfortable um, being able to talk about it. Um, one of the things I say to people, you know, they say, okay. If we're going to have the conversation or what do you say to somebody have the conversation, I can't, you know, you as a white man, I can't say to you, you know, if you want to talk about something or, you know, bring up the conversation a dialogue, but then bite your head off if you say something wrong right. or if you, you know, you, you don't know something sure. and, you know, in some cases. So I can't invite people to the table and not talk with them. Right as long as you're coming from a good place. Sure. And um, and that was really the main theme of it. Let's let's have a national conversation starting here and um, and see where it takes us. And I think that's really relevant as we kick off today's conversation because that is the dynamic we're in mm -hmm. right now. And yes. it, it's something that really has never not been there. Yes. It was swept under rugs. It was mm -hmm. ignored. It was put in a corner, whatever analogy you want to use. And yes. I want to highlight something before real estate. And yes. as I was kind of growing my career and my experiences and background, um, I don't know if you recall this, mm -hmm. but I actually worked um, with in partnership with United Way mm -hmm. and I worked as an AmeriCorps volunteer. And it was this with this college access program at, at Central Michigan University, Fire Up Chips. <laughs> and uh, it, it worked with um, folks from all all walks of life, yes. um, rural, urban, uh, different levels of socioeconomic status. And I was, uh, I happened to be working in Detroit that week yes. and was touring different high schools, giving talks on the importance of education and how it unlocks mm -hmm. opportunity and how the power of education plus yes. a plan around using uh, goals to, to, increase wealth and increase Absolutely. money, right? Because there's a lot of communities that I've worked in where, you know, rent is the mortgage, like paying the rent, that's the norm. And yes. so anyways, I walked into this high school and it was the first time from my privileged background, mm -hmm. I walked in and there was about 400 people in the auditorium. Mm -hmm. I was the only white person. Yeah. And it was the first moment in my life that I realized and was consciously aware mm -hmm of my ethnicity and race. Yes. It's the first time I had, and I was probably 21, 20, okay. 21. Yes. And how privileged I am for that to be the first time for me to be aware of it. Yeah. You know, and, and it was a big moment for me. And it's something mm -hmm. that I look back consistently. You feel, you feel eyes yes. on you. Right. Yeah. And so the lesson from that mm -hmm. is that we all have a story. We yes. all have a lens. And if you're coming to the conversations honest mm -hmm. and authentic Absolutely. and from curiosity mm -hmm. instead of from judgment, from biases, I think that's the key, right? And it we is. saw both ends of the spectrum mm -hmm. over the last couple of years. Yeah. And I think we're now trending in the right direction. Yes. Um, but only time will tell, right? And there's still, of oh, course, absolutely. a ton of work to be done. Absolutely. You know, I've had many conversations, uh, my good friend, lives in California. He's, you know, he works in tech. Um, he's got a master's degree. He works for AWS, Amazon Web Services. Um, very successful homeowner, drives a great car, all of these things. And we've, we've, him and I have both been on the same walk of life, if you will, sure. over the last, I think, what, probably 15 years that we've been good friends. And no matter how much success that we get, you know, there is still a conversation that him and I have to have that, um, 
you know, you can be, no matter how educated you are, no matter how successful, how much money you have or whatnot, we can still walk into a room and somebody in there might just see us as a black man. You know, not to say every room, not to, but that's something that we have to be mindful of right. um, at times. And it's, it's not the thing that leads me and drives me and, sure. you know, it, it doesn't hold me back from anything. But I also can't be surprised if just so happen today I walk into a room and somebody in that room just sees me as a black man. Right. Right. And just like, OK, you know, it, it can't be. Like, oh, it's 2021. Why? There's there's still somebody or something out there. Right. Because you're because <laughs> you're what we just started the podcast with. You're an yeah. entrepreneur. You're a philanthropist. You're in, mm -hmm. you're a fiance. You're yes, you are a black man. But that's yes. not just. Oh, who yes, you are. No, that's absolutely. a piece of your identity. Mm -hmm. Yes. And at, for some reason that that's something for, that yes. for some people and correct. it's a small group. But yes. So that's why I don't let them, you know, be the ones that um that dictate what I do. Yeah. They haven't stopped me yet. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you're, you're continuing to climb. So you worked, you worked yes. with um, Volkswagen previously. Uh, yes. Yes. Um, gosh, what year is this? 2021. So back in 06, uh, when I started corporate America, I started for Volkswagen and Audi, um, Volkswagen and Audi of America working in product planning and marketing, yeah. auto shows. And I, I loved working in the automotive industry and mm -hmm. I kind of went most of my 10 plus years in corporate America and marketing, um, working in automotive, a little technology, a little retail. Um, and then in 2015, I, uh, I became the marketing manager for Auto Week magazine. Yeah, it's a big deal. Yes, and working with uh, Dutch Mandel, he was, you know, as, as someone who worked in automotive and even before I worked in automotive, just somebody who, who loves the automotive industry and loves cars, I had always um, not necessarily even dreamed about meeting him because that just seemed so far off. But I always uh, watched him and listened to him and clung on, you know, cling to every word that he said. And, and then to be able to end my corporate America years uh, working with him and under the direction of him was was amazing. So you have this good gig. Yes. You know, you're 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 thriving. You're mm -hmm. now in you're, you're 30 years old, give or take. Yes, I think right? so. Yeah. Okay. Not yeah, to, I think but, so. Yeah. yeah. And you're on this trip. To, so now I want yes. to get to that crossroads. Absolutely. Moment. You, you take a trip mm -hmm. and what's the aha you had? So even a few months before that trip, I just turned 30 and I remember driving to work one day. I was driving down I-75 and in that morning rush hour traffic and seeing the same cars every morning and i just said to myself i said i can't do this this routine this thing i can't see myself doing this for another five ten years you know so like let said, alone I, 25 years oh my gosh right? yeah. yeah i mean i had to look in some cars next to me and i'm like i'm sure this guy is he's about to celebrate his 21st anniversary at his job so this was beginning of 2016 so i said by the end of 2017, I'm going to get out of corporate America. And I went, uh, me and my good friend and a cousin of mine, we went to Cabo for a week. And like in, like in the spring of 16? This was April 2016. Okay. Yeah. And we were at Cabo. And I remember that one evening we were all sitting on the beach and just talking about goals and stuff. And that was the first time I had verbally articulated mm -hmm. 
my goal into the universe. And, and I said, I'm going to work for myself. Um, and I want to, I want to get into real estate. Even at that time, I didn't even know what kind of real estate I think maybe investment, you know, I just, so I'm going to get into real estate. I want to work for myself and I want to have my own brand. I, I need to do things my way. And it was just something about me saying it then in that place where I could feel it. I believed, I was like, this is more than just words. And from that moment, I started putting effort toward it. End of that year, I got my real estate license. And then May 2017, you know, I, I started interviewing and becoming a part-time real estate agent. So so you chose real estate as your as your out. Yes, I cho- I chose real estate. Well, so we were actually th- me and my friend we were actually thinking about doing investment real estate. So like buying and flipping, you know, yeah. it was like, "Oh, quick bucks." And we were kind of reading up on that a little bit. Um, but we were still a little ways away from, you know, putting our money where our mouth is. Um, that December, I was walking my dog and, you know, one of those cold December nights where the where the air is still. <laughs> I remember saying to myself, there's absolutely nothing else to do right now. Let me get my real estate license. So I and I only got it to have it in my back pocket because I still think I'm going to do investment real estate. Then I got the license and I started interviewing. And to my surprise, I enjoyed being a real estate agent. I enjoyed that relationship I was building with people. But even at that time, in the beginning, I didn't even realize the full potential of it all. Sure, of course. I just knew, well, this is what I'm going to do not to work my nine to five anymore. And then what I worked about six months in real estate, both of them. And my goal, I said, okay, December, December 2017, it's coming. I'm going to get out. And it's kind of like double dutch where you are trying to find that right time to jump in. But on September 6, 2017, I'm sitting at my desk. It's 9.45 in the morning. I'm at my office and the phone rings and it says HR conference room. So I pushed myself from my desk and I said, well, I guess it's today. <laughs> I had no idea that was going to happen. But when HR calls your desk, you know, <laughs> it's only one way you're going. Right. So I went to HR. My boss was sitting there and I'm in the HR manager and my boss is talking and, and her and I were very friendly. We, we, you know, we would meet up for coffee and everything after I left, but she, she said, you know, do the budget cuts and you know, the whole spiel, you know, effective immediately the marketing manager position is being eliminated. Wow. But here's the funny thing. As she's saying that a weight was lifted off yeah. my shoulder. And I remember, I think I smiled or something. And I, she said, any questions? I said, no, cause in my head, I kept saying, I'm a full-time real estate agent now. I'm a full-time real estate. I meet in, in the conference room at HR, I had switched. I made the switch before I signed my COBRA paperwork and my exit paperwork and all of that. Um, the HR manager is going over the paperwork and she stops and she says, you know, you are taking this very well. And I said, well, I'm, you know, kind of, I said, it's, I got something lined up. Right, right. And I left the office. I was out of the building probably by 10, 15, 10, 30, and I immediately went to my broker's office, walked into his office, and I said, I'm a full-time real estate agent, let's go. And by noon, I called my you know, then-girlfriend and I said, I got amazing news. 
I got laid off today and I'm a full-time real estate <laughs> agent. I just, I was just right in that momentum. And yeah, for sure. I got home at noon and I switched everything. Willie Davis, you would, that day you would have no idea that I had 12 years in corporate America. Yeah. I got rid of it. So there's a couple themes I want to pull out from what you've already shared with. And I didn't yes. know the, the, <laughs> at 9.45 a.m. that call came in, right? Mm -hmm. um, you said something a little earlier and it ties in again to what you just said there. Yes. Our feelings mm -hmm. lead to thoughts. Our thoughts lead mm -hmm. to words. Mm -hmm. Our words lead to actions and our yeah. actions lead to habits. Yes. And so you were feeling disturbed a little bit, mm -hmm. driving to work each day yes. about this restlessness, right? Yes. And then you began to have thoughts of, mm -hmm. I don't want to be doing this in the next five to 10 years, let alone 20. Yes. And then, but you hit, you internalize it and maybe you wrote them down somewhere, mm -hmm. but it wasn't until Cabo where yes. you actualized it and you put it yes. into words. Yes. And when, when you state something, now it becomes an accountability with someone else and it's Absolutely. out there. And then you began to take action. You got your mm -hmm. license, different things. And you built this habit of yes. self-talk positive of, I'm going to make this work. It's going Absolutely. to work. I'm going to succeed. So yes. I just want to highlight feelings to thoughts, to words, to actions, to habits. Absolutely. The other thing is, um, and this is more of a joke, but <laughs> from Cabo to conference room, that should be a podcast title. From Cabo to conference room. Yeah. yeah. From Cabo, <laughs> I'm, I'm telling you, that's a great, you know, anyways, that's yeah. just a little bit more of alliteration. But, <laughs> so because of that, now you've built, you, you take this jump, you're full time. and. Yes. You, you keep talking about wanting to build your brand, yes. right? What, what's important to you about building a brand as mm -hmm. you're leading these different enterprises you're a part of? The first brand, if you will, that I that I began was Willie Davis Realtor and, you know, being a real estate agent. And even in those that first six months or a year, um, I'm still trying to get my feet, you know, because I was doing it part time. Sure. And I was a brand marketing manager for a publication. I never felt comfortable really promoting myself as a real estate agent. So that was one of the first switches that I made, you know, from com fifth. from company alone or brand yes. alone to mm -hmm. actually yourself as the brand. Absolutely. Right? So I'm like everything that I've learned and have been applying the last 10, 12 years for other organizations, I'm going to do for myself. And I and I began to do that. Then 2018 was my first full year and full time year in real estate. And and business business was great. And and I started to get my footing, and um, but I felt like I was still, in some ways, chasing things that had nothing to do with my goals. Mm. Um, and real estate is very easy to get pulled into all of these networking events. Shiny with, objects. Yes, exactly. Whether it be with the lender or a title company or happy hours, just because the day ends with why. Just you know anything like that. But that rough year that I had in 2019, and I think it's because. Um, I, I didn't have certain strategies in place in that previous year. It was a successful year. Right. I had a lot of business, money was good, whatever, right. but I didn't have that good foundation, if you will. So I needed 2019. I needed that year to remind me it always doesn't come that easy. Yeah. I needed that year to knock me down a little bit and say, okay, let's get back to the basics. And we had the pandemic in 2020. <laughs> and I, I didn't want to be that basic, but <laughs> yeah. yeah. But the amazing thing about that was because I had rid myself of a bunch of stuff that had nothing to do with my goals, all those distractions. One of the first things I did for my business 
in the beginning of last year, I started working with their transaction coordinator. And when you don't have a lot of files or deals coming through, as an agent, sometimes you say, well, I don't want to spend a couple hundred Correct. more dollars right. out of a transaction. Got it. But the beautiful thing about that, though, was if you don't invest, if you don't take the time to invest in those processes and procedures or assistance, if you will, yep. um, then your business will never be set up for that influx of business. Mm -hmm. So the fact that I started working as a transaction coordinator when I only at the beginning of the year toward the end of 2019 just had one deal that was working, um, you know, paid her what I paid her on the deal. But then we, her and I had a process which made easy for other things to kind of flow through mm -hmm. and everything. Then when I was home in March and April doing nothing else, I said, I can't sit here and just watch Netflix. I can't. So I bought a Mac computer off a friend for $400 and I said, I'm going to create video and content. I'm going to do my own editing with iMovie. I said, I have an iPhone and I just, and I bought mics and I started my podcast. I started creating video content and everything because I said, I want to, not only do I want to be known something, I have something to say. And I said, I don't know how long we're all going to be sitting on the couch, but when they let us out, when business opens back up and real estate opens back up, I'm going to be ready. And I was and I was ready. Yep. And then throughout the year, I really started to hone in on what I want my brand to be. You know, I have Willie J. Davis, which is just my overall brand, who I am. And then from there, I have my podcast and I have my real estate, Willie Davis Realtor. So all three of those things, I want them all to mean the same with different types of content yeah in their, you own, know. In their own mediums yeah in yeah, their yeah. own mediums exactly yes. we all have this we you know we all have the same core values because i'm it's who i am at yeah. the core right you know um you know whether it be growth you know and growing from yesterday you know growing from the past and and to make tomorrow better so if i'm if i'm relaying some content or information to my clients or if a podcast episode or something right. about growth from me, you know, and family, I'm a family man. So when I'm working with my clients, I have to let them know, it's like, we're, we're in this together. We don't always get to choose our family and sometimes we don't always get to choose our clients, but we're gonna be in this together, right. you know? And then bold, you know, I'm the type of person, and this was something early on, even in real estate, I think that I, that, I've, uh, that I did recognize about myself, you know, I will take on any challenge. Because what I also began to realize is a lot of clients that were coming to me, they got a bunch of no's before they got to me. They got a no from a lender, they got a no from another agent, maybe because their budget wasn't high enough. Right. And I put them in place with people who gave them yeses. Right. It were, it were all of these things and I said, okay, this is this is what my brand is about. Um, and let me, let me massage it and let me just focus on this. And if, if it doesn't fall into what I want my brand to be, I'm not going to do it. Right. Even and, if that means a partnership or lack thereof or whatnot. And, yeah. and, and when I hear there to pull that theme out is yes. it, every time you say no to something, you're mm -hmm. saying yes to yourself. Yes. And if you're super clear on what that yes is, mm -hmm. it's easier. Right. Yes, it is. And you just talked about we, in our pre-interviews, mm -hmm. we had talked about growth, yes. family, bold, and also mm -hmm. team, team, and teamwork. Yes. Right. And you just talked mm -hmm. so nicely about 
working with you know your lenders and other business affiliates to yes. be able to say yes absolutely right and that that i think is absolutely mm-hmm. critical the last mm-hmm. thing too that you described mm-hmm. is this movement from entrepreneurial mm-hmm. to purpose to purposeful yes and so we all have the same 24 hours mm-hmm. what i noticed about what you were talking about with the transaction coordinator specifically yes. and for for our audience mm-hmm. where in your business where in your role in your job or career yes. can you leverage yourself yeah. That's essentially what you're talking about. Absolutely. It's it's not that you can't do the task. Oh, yeah. I was doing it before her. Yes. It's preparing you for what's next. <laughs> and it, the analogy I'd like to give on that, mm-hmm. it's almost like if Amazon Web Services, yes. you mentioned them earlier, mm-hmm. if they didn't invest in cloud computing yes. and artificial intelligence, there is no way that Willie J. Davis or John Reich gets yes. two-day prime shipping today. Absolutely. Are and we some, glad they did that? Yes. And sometimes you get in a day. <laughs> well, sometimes it's same day. They do yeah. groceries in two hours now. Absolutely. So, but, but my point but yeah. is, is five, six, seven, eight years mm-hmm. ago, and they have shareholders and they're a publicly yeah. traded company, of course, but there could be people I would say, stay in your lane, Amazon yes. Web, focus on what you're doing. And that's basically an online bookstore. Yeah. To today where with artificial intel- mm-hmm. intelligence in the cloud, they are the go-to resource google is a distant second yeah for intel and information the nfl uses that mm-hmm. i mean you name any fortune 500 company or enterprise Absolutely. yeah and they're using amazon at some level mm-hmm. and so it's the forethought if they're going to eventually give us packages via drone yes <laughs> which is coming right it is it's already here in beta they need to do it start investing in building that enterprise mm-hmm. four years ago mm-hmm. and you know I think the other theme to all of that, so that's that yes. idea of being entrepreneurial to purposeful. Amazon has a hundred year plan. Yes. They have a 100 year vision. How many of us small business owners have a one year plan, <laughs> let alone a yes. hundred year plan, right? Yeah. Does that resonate with you on no, that? No, it, it absolutely does. And then, you know, when you were talking about team and even with my transaction coordinator, she is not only, I don't even look at it as she works for me. I look at it, we, we've become friends. We, we talk multiple times a week, even if it's not about a transaction or whatnot. We're really checking in with each other because her well-being affects my business. My well-being affects how we interact with each other. But also, she has taken things off my plate, which does open me up to get other business. Right. If I get a purchase agreement that comes through a bottom line, I don't have to spend an hour pulling the title, pulling all contact information together to get it all into one email to introduce everybody. She does the follow up or things like that. And I can handle, you know, the big problems and the the big fish or the big issues that might come up. The analogy I like to give to that is if you get a call, Mm -hmm. right? And it's like the Ritz Carlton. If you call the front desk at any Ritz Carlton in the world, the phone does not go to voicemail ever. It's always answered. Mm Mm-hmm. In the same way, if I'm a real estate agent or a small business owner, any moment you don't have leverage around you to help give great Mm -hmm. customer service, which is essentially the genesis of why you would do this, right? It's great service. That's Mm -hmm. the key that builds lifelong relationships and referrals, et cetera. There's a lesson to be had there in what the Ritz does. Mm -hmm. You will not get a voicemail. Somebody will answer and welcome you and greet you and help you solve your problem, right? Yeah. And it's essentially what you're doing. You're freeing yourself up for the right activities. You're not freeing yourself up 
there might be a day where you want to watch some Netflix or relax. Yeah. But overall, <laughs> you're freeing yourself up to focus on the other activities to to build a world-class brand. Is yes. that a good way to summarize that? No, I believe it. Yeah, it is. Yeah, I love that. Yeah. Um, essentially, what I'm hearing is this theme in, in your leadership journey mm -hmm. um, as you're starting to lead some of these people, right? Not only yeah. your clients, but your transaction coordinator and your co-podcast host. You guys are co-leaders. Yes, absolutely. This idea of sink or swim. Yes. Talk to me about that. Like yeah. you, you, you seem the the vibe I'm getting the first few minutes of our talk is yes. I'm an all or nothing kind of guy. Yes. What's a moment or a memory that you have around sink or swim that yes. you apply today in your lessons of, yeah. of business and entrepreneurship? I remember I was in middle school and um, we we're a gym class, and I think it was like a swim day or something. And um, this particular day the swim my swim teacher didn't get in the pool but we were like we were diving off the deep end you know dive and push yourself off the bottom come back to the top and we were doing i'm doing dives or whatever but this one particular dive i did um i didn't come back up or as quickly <laughs> as i was hoping to so i started to panic sure and i just remember um I, I don't know where I was in the pool, but I just remember his leg pulling because he had an ear infection, so he didn't get in the pool. But I remember him sticking out his leg. So I grabbed onto his leg to to pull me in. And in that moment, I said, I almost drowned. So I have to teach myself how to swim. Wow. You know, and even though that was a, a gym, you know, swim class, but the, I basically took the responsibility off the teacher and put it on me. I said, yes, his job is to teach me, but that's too much responsibility for someone else. I need, in order for me to live or me to be successful, I have to put the responsibility on myself. And I think that was, that was definitely the first, you know, experience I ever had. And it, it's pretty literal, but you yeah, know. Yeah. Well, and how can you but, apply yeah. that? How does that analogy apply mm -hmm. to business? Yeah. I, Cause oftentimes, I don't mm -hmm. know. I hear people say, well, I can't because I can't do this because I'm not yes. able to because, and there's always a projection yes. in those conversations mm -hmm. on there's an outside force stopping me. Yes. How do you check yourself on that and say, I have control yeah. of this and I, I'm going to focus on what I can control. Yes. Does that make sense? No, it, it makes perfect sense. You know, I, it's something I have to intentionally practice at times. You know, it, it happened to me this morning. I was, you know, on LinkedIn and kind of sending some messages and I was asking, I was going to ask somebody, you know, to appear someplace. And I remember sitting there and I said, just ask. I said to myself, just ask, <laughs> you know? And I'm like, okay, you know? And, and we kind of started a dialogue, but yeah, you just, you have to move your your fears out of the way. And I, and I, I get scared at times too, sure. you know? I mean, everybody does, you know, especially if you present me with a roller coaster, but I, um, <laughs> But I also have gotten to the point where if I don't ask, I'll never get a yes. Right. And then even with my own brand and my own business, you know, and, and talk about that responsibility over the years in real estate, I've partnered up with people before. And it's not that they've been bad partnerships or anything. You know, I've, I'm still friends with some of the people I've, you know, partnered up, whether it be deals or, you know, entire years. But I realized in that partnership, I could not give somebody else the responsibility to um, uphold my my values. My values are personal to me. Mm -hmm. So, and I want my values 
to represent my brand. So I can't, I can't have somebody else as in my real estate business, you know, you, if they're personal to me, I can't fault you for not reaching them. We, we talk a lot about values here at mm-hmm. Forward Focused, um, core yes. values specifically. And, and yes. every single day, our own personal core values at some level are at odds with something. Yes. It could be the organization we're a part of. Mm-hmm. It could be somebody we run into at Meyer. Mm-hmm. Okay. And it could be anywhere in between. Yes. And so I, the clarity I hear from you is mm-hmm. I know what my core values are and I know what I stand for. Yes. That's a big deal. It is. There's a lot of small business owners who are looking to launch, looking to scale, looking to grow. They and I my my pledge to them or my encouragement is take a moment and walk through your core values exercise, mm-hmm. whittle down what your true core values are. Yes. You're very intentional with choosing growth as mm-hmm. a word, for example. Yes. Um to somebody else that might that might mean opportunity, right? Mm-hmm. So what what are your core values? How do you defend that? And and can you put yes. it on a half sheet paper? Can you put it into your elevator pitch? Yeah. Does your team, does your organization believe mm-hmm. that? One of my favorite quotes, um, it's not necessarily just a quote, but it's basically, well, I don't necessarily believe that about what you're saying about this person mm-hmm. because my interactions with him or her yes. have never been that way. Yes. Right? He, he or she lives and breathes, insert whatever it is. And mm-hmm. so I just wanted to kind of land that for the audience too, that if, if you're hearing this and you're inspired by Willie at any level, start by thinking to yourself, what would it look like if I had clarity on my values and yeah. I had them publicly posted somewhere, whether that's mm-hmm. at your house on a cork board, whether it's on your dashboard in your car, whether it's on your phone as a screensaver, or yes. maybe it's on a front facing website Absolutely. where people can see who you stand for and, and, and why. And, and even, you know, going back to one of the points you just made about you know, the values, even the goals too. One of the things I used to do, um, I haven't done it this year yet, but I would write my goals down and then I'd print them, I'd sign it, put it in a frame on my desk. Got it. So I'm I'm holding myself accountable. And every time I'm at my desk, I'm seeing, and the fact that you, I take the effort to sign it, it that's like my stamp of approval. It's a covenant. It. It's, yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's a contract to myself. And every year I've done that, I've achieved or exceeded um, many of those goals. Um, let's shift gears here into mm-hmm. the impact some leaders have had on your life, right? Yes. Um, in our pre-interview, you talked about your broker and you yes. also talked about your fiance. Yes. Um, talk to me a little bit about what you get out of both of those relationships specifically mm-hmm. in your growth. Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, my broker, you know, Ryan Kelly, he, he, we're about the same age. You know, he's married, has kids, but when we talk, I see my future self in him. And I see somebody who has taken, has made many sacrifices to get where he is as well. He's got that sink or swim mentality too. You know, I've him and I have discussed this story many times of when he started the brokerage and, you know, in the offices and you know, using wedding money, the last bit of money he had to do something, wasn't sure if it was going to work or whatever. But family also was important to him like it is with me. And with my fiance, you know, we met during the pandemic. So during that time, you know, we've, we've had nothing to do but be able to talk and really connect and get to know each other. But she's been very impactful because she keeps me grounded. You know, yeah. no matter what the opportunity may be, the first thing, she's the first level 
a filter, if you will, that I have when I'm making a decision, you know, if an opportunity comes like, okay, will Anna be on board with this? And if it's not her thing, you know, especially in real estate, some of these things I do is far removed from her, but I'll say, okay, how, how will she feel about this? Or how will she feel about me doing this? And how can I, how can we still stay connected while I'm doing this? And if one, she's not on board with it, or if this is going to pull us further apart, then it's not for me. Because like I said, one of my core values is family. Right. You know, um, so just being grounded and, and when you're presented with opportunities where, you know, working in real estate, um, it, it it can be very easy to, you know, whether it be big commission checks or opportunity or just mm-hmm. whatever, you know. Um, so so being able to, you know, stay grounded and keeping our person, our goals, her and I's goals together at the forefront. And those are the first priority and everything else falls in line behind yeah. that. And I think that's that's critical there. And, and once again, you just highlighted the importance of core values because mm-hmm. you just talked about growth and family from your mm-hmm. broker, who's a yes. leader and mentor you aspire to be and look toward. And you also talked about in your personal world. Yes. So I, I really want to highlight that theme because you keep coming back to that. And I think that's mm-hmm. critical for people to have some clarity on that. And remember, yes. it's not something, it's not an activity you do just once. It's a living and breathing mechanism that you consistently analyze. Mm-hmm. And you ask yourself and assess, are these goals of values I want, or am I actually living these out? There's a big difference there, right? Yeah. Like I could say I'm a marathon runner, or I could say I aspire to be a marathon. There's a big difference. It's one word in a sentence, but there's a lot of energy, sweat, blood, tears, pain, Mm -hmm. growth that comes in actually running a marathon versus saying I'm aspiring to be. Absolutely. Yes. And yeah. I'm not aspiring to be a marathon runner. <laughs> yeah, me, me neither. Yeah. Um, at one point, I, I think I was there, but um, yeah. you you talked, I want to switch gears again here. Mm-hmm. You, you talked earlier about characteristics that you look for in a leader. Mm-hmm. And the number one characteristic that stuck out to you was empathy. Yes. Talk to me about why you chose empathy. One of the things that, in, in all the leaders that I've had, over the years from my current broker to all my years in corporate America, what's made me stay at those jobs or continue to work for those leaders was that empathy that they've had for me in various times. You know, I go back to my broker and, you know, over the few years, four years I've, I've been with, um, you know, my broker at Remax, there have been times when they have had my back on things. But there have also been times I've been able to come and have a raw, honest conversation and let them know this is what's going on. This is what I need to do. This is how it is. Um, and them being able to to empathize and understand and, and you know, and, and put themselves in my shoes. Um, I think, you know, it's one thing to be a leader and, you know, giving out orders. And first of all, I don't even think that's the leader always but it's a boss yeah i know but that's what some people feel a leader is but if you if your employees or the people that you work with or work for or that work with you or for you can't come into your office sit at your desk and say hey this is what's going on i'm having an issue with this transaction or this is what's going on in my personal life be able to have you as as someone that can understand in that ear to listen to what's going on, then what's the point? Right. And yeah. the idea that I wrote down here, I got your six. 
Oh yeah. It's a big mm-hmm. uh, military reference and, and it's, I got your back, right? I got mm-hmm. your sick. So yeah. I, I love that. And I think that's critical. Um, let's talk a little bit about when you, when you talk about having your back and you talk about uh, growth as an organization, are there any resources you could point people to, whether it's books or speakers yeah. mm-hmm. um, that that you aspire to or, or look to that could help somebody grow their skill sets in either making a jump, being committed to an entrepreneurial type role, yes. growing their leadership ability? Are there any resources yeah, so, or books that come to mind? Yeah, I know absolutely. The first thing I would say is get a mentor. You know, first and foremost, first and foremost, and that mentor is going to be somebody who is already where you want to be or at least has has made it down the road you know it's not someone who just coming out of their real estate license you know class like you are um but yeah get that mentor and you that person you you feel comfortable talking with picking their brain um that maybe you want to shadow you check in um or anything like that um another resource um that i really enjoy i enjoy ryan Sirhant. um i i subscribe to his youtube page i've done some of his courses but the thing i really like about him too is one family is important to him as well but also he's got that sink or swim mentality too and sometimes even with that mentality you need a pep talk you know Mm -hmm. you still need somebody Mm -hmm. to tell you to you know get off your behind and go out and do it um and and you know he's just a he's a has a bold brand mm-hmm. um and even though he's in new york there's a lot of things that i can apply to my own business too um and there's a lot of things that i have you know and how i interact with my clients how i follow up with my clients and things like that so um what i would say yeah find yourself a mentor and you know I like Ryan Serham, but find yourself, no matter what industry that you're in, find that person in that industry that you you wouldn't mind following and following their journey and listening to, whether it be books or their podcasts or anything like that. Right. And he has yeah. a book called Sell It Like Serham. Uh, yeah, Sell It Like Serham. Yep. Um, he's got another one that just came out, uh, Big Money Energy, that I'm listening to an audio book right now in the car. Um, the way I would just kind of wrap up what you just said there mm-hmm. is number one, you want boots on the ground that are yeah. they're going to be elbow to elbow with you and your partnership mm-hmm. as a mentor, right? Yes. They, they're already been where where you want to go or they're yes. tracking there, but they can come back. It's it's that John Maxwell quote that leaders are you know far enough ahead to see mm-hmm. yet close enough to relate. Yes. And so that's the first thing I hear. And mm-hmm. then secondly is find your North Star in the industry. Yes. Find your true North that you're looking for that you can emulate mm-hmm. at an international or national level yeah. to to really hit it big, right? Those mm-hmm. are, you know, maybe silly no, analogies, but... But no, but I, that's 100% true. Right. Yes. And then, of course, looking for books, podcasts. So we heard mm-hmm. Sell It, uh, like Sir Hunt, and Big Money Energy. And then earlier yes. you said Crushing It by yeah, Gary Vee. Yeah, Gary Vee. Um, like I said, I listened to that book and in that book is how the idea, you know, the title of my podcast came. Um, is that book? I, I haven't read that book. Is that? It's an audio book that I, I do audio books. I'm in the car so much. Yeah. So yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. A lot of our <laughs> listeners listen to, you know, Forward Focus podcast on uh, audio, too. So yes. is is essentially the the Crush In It book, is that basically how to crush your life and business goals and taking that leap? Yes. Yes. Um, yeah. About taking that leap. Um, one of the things I liked about the book is it tells their backstory of kind of what they were doing before um, and then 
what they did to crush it to kind of help take themselves to the next level. So yeah. Yeah, I love that. Mm-hmm. And and that's called goal setting to the now. Yeah. Um if you want to go make a hundred thousand dollars a year, mm-hmm. right? Well, you're not gonna make a hundred thousand dollars a year unless you chunk down the right activities and the right focus each mm-hmm. week to make the monthly, yes. the quarterly, right? And then you mm-hmm. get to that $100,000 uh, amount and it's something you build toward. What's one final like word to the wise that you may wanna share or that you didn't mention today or just something that's on your mind that you wanna put out there for uh, the universe? Uh, word to the wise. You know, one of the things um, I, I think, you know, I, I said earlier, like when my purpose was revealed to me in 2018, and it was about um, helping people. And everything that I do in my real estate business and my podcast, um, any motivational video or interviews or anything that I do, I wanna make sure it's bringing value to somebody and it's helping somebody. Um, and before I, before I record a podcast episode, before I do an interview, before I am a subject matter expert on whatever, I pray. And I pray that what I am saying will bring value to somebody. And I'm, I'm just a vessel. And what, at the end of it all, I just want people to know I did my best with what I had. I love that. Well, it's, it's, a, it's a privilege and it's, yes. a, it's, a, it's an honor to uh, get into the mind of Willie a little bit and, yes. and hear your story and your background and why yes. you are and where you are today, right? It's, it's been a that. lot of fun today. and. Uh, I hope we can do it again at some point. And uh, if yes. it's ever fitting, I'll uh, check out your On the Verge and maybe there's something yes. there that we could do. But it's Absolutely. been it's been a privilege. I Thank appreciate you, you. I appreciate the honor. Thank you. Absolutely. Thanks. A big thank you to Willie Davis for taking time out of his uh, multiple hats that he that he wears to sit down with us. As a reminder, you can check out his podcast, On the Verge, uh, dropping new content on a regular basis. If you found value in today's content, please be sure to subscribe so you never miss a lesson to be the leader that you deserve to be. And until next time, lead on. Thank you for listening to this podcast interview from Forward Focus. To learn more and to listen to more content from them, check out the links in the description.